WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning. Great to have you with us here at the top of the show for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the DOJ Russia probe turns criminal. More in one minute. And the Trump train, as you've never heard it before, fully loaded with bad news times three for the Democrats. Next on Good morning, Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The Justice Department is opening a criminal investigation into the probe of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. From Washington, Fox's Griff Jenkins explains. This is a major development with significant implications. A criminal inquiry into how the Russia probe began means that John Durham, the U.S. attorney, it's investigating the origins of the Russia probe, now has the power to subpoena witnesses, impanel a grand jury, and file criminal charges. Democrats Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, and Jerry Nadler, who heads the House Judiciary Committee, called the reports of a criminal investigation troubling. They say they're concerned that the Justice Department has become a vehicle for President Trump's political revenge. This is a potentially explosive story, and we'll explore it in more detail coming up. And there is more news problematic for the Democrats, in my view. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The ousted Broward County Sheriff is concentrating on his re-election campaign, two days after the state Senate declined to reinstate him. The Broward Sheriff's Deputies Association already took a no-confidence vote on Scott Israel, but President Jeff Bell says he wouldn't be surprised if he was elected top cop over the five lesser-known Democratic candidates. You have to have the name recognition, the backing, the ground movement, and the money behind it. And uh, every day that you lose now, it's crunch time. I mean, if you're not in the game now, it's you're getting to be too late. He says the union won't endorse a candidate until next year. Members think current Sheriff Gregory Tony is doing a fairly good job, but he does not think a Republican can win. Wendy Grossman, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Based on what we know about the politics of Broward County, I say that that's, that's a fair bet. Yeah, no, no Republican's going to win this thing. I think Israel will get reelected down there. A teenager is hurt after a shooting at a CVS in Orange County. It happened last night in a store on Curry Ford Road. The 19-year-old victim is expected to survive. No arrest has been announced. There's no word on a motive. Fireworks combined with star power to light up the night in South Florida and open the huge new Guitar Hotel at Hollywood's Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Seminole Tribal Councilman Larry Howard said the iconic project has been years in the making. There was a lot of sacrifice from our people. There's a lot of people never thought this kind of thing would happen. But I tell you what, we stay here today and have fun and rub elbows. Hollywood stars including Johnny Depp, Morgan Freeman, and Khloe Kardashian smashed guitars to set off a music and light show that officially opened the $1.5 billion expansion. And if folks haven't connected with this extraordinary piece of architecture, we're not talking about a giant guitar sign like you might see in Vegas. Yeah. The whole hotel is shaped like a guitar. Amazing. And it was a low-scoring affair on Thursday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings close in on the NFC North lead. Third down and goal. They give it to Cook. And he got there. Touchdown. 
Joe Buck on Fox. Dalvin Cook with a four-yard touchdown at the end of the first half. He would finish with 171 total yards. Dan Bailey would add four field goals as the Vikings top the Washington Redskins 19-9 and go to 6-2 and two on the season, sitting a half a game out of first place in the NFC North. For the Redskins, they would lose Case Keenum in this game to a concussion. Dwayne Haskins Jr. entering for him, while Adrian Peterson would surpass Jerome Bettis for sixth on the all-time rushing list in the NFL. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 6.05. 7-foot, 5-inch NBA rookie and former UCF star Taco Fall suffers a concussion after hitting his head on a low ceiling. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Wow. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. I thought you were going to tell me that Taco, you know, had his legs cut out from under him, you know, going up for a basket or something. And that happens in the NBA. They get concussions. But he's so tall, he banged into a low ceiling. They said he's going to be okay. I hope so. Mm -hmm. It's exciting that he has a shot in the NBA. Yeah, he's with the Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Terrific guy, and and you got to root for him, you know. And uh, he's our hometown man. Good stuff. Tall people problems. Uh Aha. All right. Well, welcome aboard. Great to have you here. You've been hearing from my co-host, Alan Spector, who'll bring us the news all morning and weigh in on the hot topics of the hour. And Yaffe, our executive producer, is ready to hold it all together. And you just heard from the Fox. Melissa will be taking your calls as we hop on the Trump train and debut our new Trump train theme song in a moment. Heard for the very first time on this edition of Good Morning Orlando. We'll like to know what you think about it. Hope you like it. Um, 407-916-5400 on the Trump train offerings. And the the, uh, text line is 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. And I was going to say, we welcome your first name and town, and we'll get it on the air if we use your text message. So... We are ready to go. Good Friday morning, one and all. Back to you, Alan. Yeah, first we want to give you a chance to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. In just moments, we'll announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could win $1,000. Be watching for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you have won. Listen every hour. Excuse me. For the, I'm so excited I got choked well, up about it. Well, you get very emotional about yeah. the game here. Yeah, you know? I do. So, you know, the, so little things that just throw Alan off. The thought you know? that I can, you know, give not people money. <laughs> and not win $1,000, but give other people $1,000. It's a great feeling. Yeah. It gets me give, choked up. Give too. people money that doesn't belong to me. You're, yeah. a very, you're a very special man, Alan. Uh, as I was saying before, you know, emotions got the best of me. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. Listen up in just two minutes for an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.08. Late news from the Middle East right now. The United States is reportedly planning to send tanks to protect oil fields in Syria. According to Newsweek now, they are reporting the Pentagon is looking to deploy part of an armored unit to the eastern part of the country. That would include as many as 30 Abrams tanks. President Trump recently announced, of course, he was withdrawing American troops from Syria, but this week said a small number would stay in the region. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Oh, you hear that? Whoa. 
I, yeah, I, it, I love it when a plan works. It is 6.13, and that Trump train is pulling into the station right on schedule. Hear the Trump train coming, it's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again, and when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Yay, we're on the Trump train. Hope you like the new theme. If so, if not, let us know at 407-916-5400, text line 23680. I think the Trump train is loaded with bad news times three for the Democrats. Um, Alan set the stage. Uh, Fox is reporting now that uh, U.S. Attorney John Durham is going to his ongoing probe into potential FBI and Justice Department misconduct in the run up to the 2016 election you know, all aimed at destroying Trump before he had a chance to be president and extending into his presidency in 2017 has now transitioned into a full-fledged criminal investigation and that the likes of former CIA director John Brennan and, um, and intelligence chief James Clapper are likely to be in the crosshairs here. They were at the helm, you know, um, back when that unverified, largely discredited dossier written by that British ex-spy uh, Christopher Steele, funded by the Hillary campaign and the Democratic National Committee to dis- throw mud on and destroy Trump, um, that was all used to help justify a secret surveillance warrant against former Trump advisor Carter Page in the run-up to the 2016 election here. And um, it's interesting to note that the Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz's upcoming report on alleged FBI surveillance abuses against the Trump campaign, um, they say, according to Fox, will shed light on why Durham's probe has now become a criminal inquiry. What are the ramifications of it crossing the threshold to being a criminal investigation? Well, that means that Durham can subpoena witnesses, file charges, and panel fact-finding grand juries. I think this is huge news on two fronts, with the Horowitz report just about to come out, it is reported, and Durham's ongoing probe, the U.S. attorney and a real straight shooter, um, everybody will tell you, uh, is going to be a criminal investigation now. Yaffe, I think this is big news. Yeah, the Democrats have been saying, oh, it's just a political investigation that Trump wanted. Sounds like it's much more than that. Sounds like a legitimate Attorney General Department of Justice investigation. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So we got Durham, we got Horowitz. Bad news for the Democrats, time three. It's actually times four. I got a couple of polls right now showing a vast number of Americans, and in particular, a huge number of independents are now saying that the Democrat Party has gone too far to the left. Their leader now is Elizabeth Warren. You know, their supposed middle-of-the-row guy is an out-of-gas, gaff-prone former vice president by the name of Biden. And uh, and Bernie Sanders is fading post-heart attack and with his socialist views. This is real trouble. The survey from the Quinnipiac University poll now finds that 48%, 47% of registered voters polls say the Democratic Party has moved too far to the left. And 48% of independents 
say that. Those are those critical votes up for grabs that ultimately determine who becomes president of the United States in this country in this day and age. And to back that up, there's the new Hill-Harris poll out showing 48% of independent voters think the Democrat Party has swung too far to the left. So great news for those of you riding the Trump train with me. Bad news for the Democrats, time three or four. You know, that's probably why Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar are really trying to be the moderates in the race because they see polls like that and they think, okay, this is how I can win. They're all liberals, though, Yaffe. It's all a matter of degree. Well, and it's all relative. So some of the members are so far left that what used to be very far left seems moderate. I agree with you. So that's what we have on the Trump train. What do you think here this morning? What kind of news is that for the Democrats? You know, there's enough potentially here to turn this whole situation and the rush toward impeachment on its ear. 407-916-5400. Weigh in on the um, text line at 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. Priority for the callers. If you want to talk, love to talk with you. We'll get you right on at 407-916-5400. Local headlines right now. The three candidates for Orlando mayor had their final debate in advance of the November 5th election last night, in which Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer came out four square in favor of the one-cent sales tax hike being proposed by Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings. That puts him in opposition to the two challengers for his job, Sam Ings and Aretha Simons, who spoke out against the tax increase during the debate last night. But it matters not Um, Buddy Dyer is on the way to being crowned once again King Buddy for a fifth term. Uh, Mark my words on that. That is a sure bet. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. And we do it all morning long for you here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Got a little more news here that ought to be on the Trump train. We need more cars for the Trump train here. There's so much going on. We can't, you know, can't carry them all, you know, or an extra caboose or something. Uh, also yesterday, top Republicans, it is reported by Fox, revealed never before seen text messages from fired FBI agent Peter Strzok. Remember, he was so arrogant and open door testimony here. And apparently in these text messages, he discusses systemic leaking at the FBI. B-I. That'll be interesting when that finally gets fleshed out, Yaffe. Yeah, so what is that, times five trouble yeah. for the Democrats I now? Think what so. are we at? Well, <laughs> Let me give you a, little, a long drink. Yeah, let me give you a little bit here um, uh, on, on these polls. So 47% of registered voters polled in the Quinnipiac poll find that the Democrat party's moved too far left. 48% of independents say that in the Q poll. Quinnipiac. The Hill-Harris poll is 48% of independent voters think the Democrat Party is swinging too far to the left. That is a huge number. You know, of course, you know, when you when you poll this way, you get huge numbers from the Republicans. You have a Republican, oh yeah, they're far to the left. But you have a significant number of Democrats too, not just independents, who think their party has gone off the rails to the extreme left, which they have which they have. They are now being controlled and dominated by the left. The likes of AOC, you know, on the younger end of the demographic scale, and then the aging socialist Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, who now is the top polar among the Democrats here. In the Quinnipiac poll, Yaffe, it's interesting to note that, um, let's see, 17% of Democrats say 
their party's too far to the left. You know, that le- all you need is a few percentage points here of people who just decide, I'm not going to vote Republican, but I'm sitting it out. Still kind of sad that it's that low. Did you hear, though, that Omar, Ilhan Omar, came out and said if Buttigieg or Biden get the nominee, the nomination, it would be tragic? Oh, yeah. yeah tragic, but, really. She didn't say she was leaving the country, though, right? No. no. <laughs> I, was, I was hanging on every word. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> What do you think about it all on the Trump train this morning, Melissa? You know, there's a lot. I want to go back to the uh, Russian probe thing. I have this mental image of James Comey getting frog marched down the driveway at 2 a.m. in his tidy whities crying his eyes out. It makes me all tingle Help inside. me out. The word picture on frog frog marching is what? They've got you lifted up <laughs> off the yeah. ground and your legs are kind of dangling? It's just, yeah. Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah, with the feet kind of dragging behind you. Yeah, he's six foot eight, so yeah. there's a lot of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but basically, some evidence came up, right, that we don't know exactly what it is yet, but there's a reasonable suspicion that the entire Russia probe was a political hit job by the Democrats. I think it was. I, I thought that for a long time. We've all time. known that. This investigation just means they're really going to look into the origins of the Russian investigation, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and now that it's a criminal investigation, mm-hmm. witnesses can be subpoenaed. Intent. Yes. Yeah. You think you think this this impeachment thing has gotten contentious and tense and ugly. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. What about the text line here? Yeah, one person first says loves the new Trump train theme song. Oh, that's that's good. cool. Yeah. Thank you. Then we'll play it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one person likes it. Oh, Alan. And now we're going to play it again? <laughs> Absolutely. We may play it all morning. I think that one person was Trump, though. He's listening and texting in. Another person said, once again, Trump is playing the Dems like a fiddle. Uh, we walk them into their own death trap. So there you go. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, Alan. Hey, bud. Since you're here, why don't you do some news? The Senate versus the House over impeachment and the Houston Astros deal with off-the-field controversy. Those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 628 on Good Morning Orlando. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham made some news yesterday afternoon. I know Yaffe was talking about it on um, PM Orlando for the ride home between 5 and 6. If you missed it, Allen's got the story. Yeah, Lindsey Graham pushing a resolution condemning the House impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Talking with reporters at the Capitol, the South Carolina Republican called the House inquiry secret and illegitimate. This is a rogue action by a single committee of the House that has never done impeachment inquiries before, and I think it's dangerous to the presidency. The non-binding Senate resolution is co-sponsored by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Florida's Republican senators do not approve of the recent actions by two GOP congressmen from Florida. Rick Scott and Marco Rubio are criticizing Matt Gates and Michael Waltz for disrupting an impeachment inquiry interview on Capitol Hill this week. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The search for a missing Osceola County woman is focused on the home of her estranged husband. 35-year-old Nicole Montalvo of St. Cloud was last seen Monday when she dropped off her son at his father's house on Hickson Avenue. Investigators have been looking at the home uh, for clues into Montalvo's disappearance. They say her husband is not cooperating, but he has not been named a suspect in her disappearance. A Volusia County boy is facing troubling charges. The 12-year-old was arrested this week for allegedly pointing a loaded gun at a group of children in Daytona Beach. Police responding to the scene found the gun under a dumpster near the John H. Dickerson Community Center. The gun had been reported stolen days earlier. 
Governor Ron DeSantis is coming out in support of the pay-to-play movement. At the end of the day, it's about fairness. Um, Student-athletes should not be treated worse than anybody else. DeSantis said he's in favor of bills that would allow college athletes in Florida to be compensated for the use of their name, image, and likeness, just as professional athletes are. Boy, I'm a fan of the governor, but I'm not a fan of that stand. We've talked about it. I'm sure we will again. As the World Series continues, one of the contending teams is making news off the field. Houston Astros general manager Jeff Leno confirming the firing of assistant GM Brandon Taubman yesterday, two days after a Sports Illustrated report accusing him of repeatedly yelling toward a group of female reporters about closer Roberto Osuna, who was suspended for 75 games last year for violating MLB's domestic violence policy. Leno apologizing for Taubman's actions as well as an initial statement from the team calling the SI report misleading. Regardless of who wrote it, and who approved it. It was wrong. It was incorrect. It should never have been sent out. We've learned a lesson about it. Sports Illustrated reported that the AL Pennant Clubhouse incident was not Taubman's first such time directing those comments towards reporters. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And this comes as the Astros get ready for Game 3 of the World Series tonight in Washington. They trail the Nationals two games to none. I think there hasn't been a World Series game in Washington since something like 1933, Exactly. This is an amazing night coming. WFLA News time is 635. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Updating headlines for you right now. Florida Senator Marco Rubio wants a foreign government labeled as a terrorist organization. The Florida Republican has tweeted that Venezuela deserves that designation for the recent actions of President Nicolas Maduro. Rubio accuses Maduro of outsourcing patrols of parts of Venezuela's border with Colombia to our narco-terror group. He also says Maduro is running a criminal and corrupt regime. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. You can count on it here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Now under the heading of what's bugging the bud man. Boy, we got a lot to talk about this morning, including what appears to be Florida's sleeping state senator, Perry Thurston. He says he was just only quietly listening and thinking about his speech during the Scott Israel hearing that led to the decision by the Florida Senate this week not to reinstate him as the sheriff of Broward County. He was the man at the helm during the Parkland School massacre. Um, Now, Perry Thurston is from Fort Lauderdale in Broward County. And there's a shot we have posted on the website Yaffe, where do people go to see this picture? Because uh, you can judge for yep. yourself. He says he was just thinking about his speech and just listening to what was being said, that he was not fast asleep. He appears to me to be absolutely out, absolutely gone, sleeping. Yeah, just go to our website, WFLAOrlando.com, and click on the Good Morning Orlando tab at the top of the page, and it's on your blog right there. What do you guys think? Sleeping? Listening? Oh, thinking? He- sleeping and dreaming about his speech maybe but if you ever see me doing that in here i'm just thinking about the show and listening i'm sleeping really mm-hmm. yeah if you see me i'm sleeping <laughs> no it's, it's good with yaffe he normally holds <laughs> off on that pose until about the third hour i've always kind of wondering whether he's asleep or not but somehow he pushes all the right buttons so i don't think he can be asleep mm-hmm. i think this guy is asleep and the family like the families up there you know of those who were slaughtered at parkland are really incensed as a matter of fact, oh, it was one of the families yeah. who took the pictures of this guy here. Hunter Pollock, he, his sister was killed at Parkland. He's the one who took the picture. Yeah, yeah. You ought to take a look at WFLA Orlando. Um, keyword, Budman. 
That's where you go, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. See what you think. LeBron James, the NBA superstar, making an angry statement perhaps at the end of the National Anthem of the Lakers opening game. He's getting roughed up about, you know, what he has said about the Hong Kong protesters and, and the communist China. Listen here as the music is still playing on the Star Spangled Banner when LeBron suddenly bounds from his position and hollers, let's go! Let's go! What about it? Is he being disrespectful? He's really mad about taking a lot of heat, and he's been taking a lot of heat, you know, for saying that the general manager of the Houston Rockets there needed to be careful using his free speech when he supported the Hong Kong freedom fighters there. And and basically what LeBron is worried about is might lose a lot of business with the Chicoms, the communist Chinese, really up in arms, and they were, you know, they 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 shut down telecasts of some NBA games over there preseason and all of this. And uh, I don't know. I think he's angry. I don't know. Or maybe he was just so psyched to play game one. I don't know. When you look at that video, what do you see? I mean, to me, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was just getting pumped up before the game and did it a little too early. I don't think there's an anger at America there. If you actually watch the Lakers play, you'd know that he does this before every game. They just don't always show it. Just like the chalk dust and the three chest taps and the three blows in each hand. You just don't always see him, but he does do it. So that would be a bad rap for LeBron, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's right. reaching. Vice President Mike Pence on the same story basically here um, is getting on the NBA's um, case, and by extension that would be LeBron James, saying that inciting with the Communist Chinese Party and silencing free speech, the NBA is acting like a wholly owned subsidiary of that authoritarian authoritarian regime. I thought his comments yesterday on all that were great. Mike Pence. I love him. Yeah. He's terrific. Very impressive man. And he's a man with a great, great moral compass. I mean, he called out the NBA and called out Nike about, about all this. Yeah. I like that. But I I don't like the, the whole, uh, you know, the stance on homosexuals and all that though. But other than that, yeah, Pence is great. Well, he has a conservative Christian view of that, about what the biblical teachings are. But I think he's a live-and-let-live guy. I don't think he's ever promoted any legislation to discriminate against people who are homosexual. Some of the gays would tell you that they think that's part of the agenda, but I don't believe that. But for the most part, yeah, his moral compass is pretty good. And it's more of a not live-and-let-live. It's a live-and-learn with everybody nowadays. You know, you learn what, what works and what doesn't. All right, fair enough. Coming up, one more thing under the heading of what's bugging the Bud Man here. Um, and, and this is courtesy of our friends, the Brits. You know, when you're excited and you're with a crowd of people, you applaud, right? Show your appreciation or excitement. Well, in a moment, um, the call to end applause. Why would we want to do that? And what would we replace it with? Stay tuned. You won't quite believe this one. It is coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. This national headline now the late Congressman Elijah Cummings will be laid to rest in Baltimore this morning. A wake will be held at 8 o'clock at Cummings Church. Of nearly 40 years, the funeral will follow at 10 o'clock this morning with speakers including former Presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando.
Before we move into the final phase of the What's Bugging the Budman segments this morning, the uh, a call for the, end, for the end of applause, which is just incredible. Alan, you just came down the hallway from the newsroom with some things to say about what we've been talking about. A couple of your stories, I think, are actually connected. We had really? the story of the state senator who was apparently sleeping during the Scott-Israel debate this week. Yeah, appears and, to be. And we had the story of LeBron James shouting, let's go, at the end of the national anthem. I, I can't think wait to see you try and link these two. LeBron was trying to wake up the state senator. Aha! Uh-huh. Hey, let's go! Uh, whoa! Whoa! Everybody up in Tallahassee! That's right. <laughs> That's what happened. I like that. I like that. Um... So, I mean, we're all familiar with, with, with applause as a way to show collective appreciation for a performance of one kind or another, whether it's sports, whether it's a, whether it's a play, whether it's a concert, whatever it happens to be. And, uh, and we're used to this sound. Thank you, Orlando. <laughs> they love you, Alan. <laughs> they love you. <laughs> anyway... Over in Britain at Oxford University, they are now mandating that there be no more applause for events there because it triggers anxiety among a lot of people. Hmm. And here is what they are proposing to replace applause. The sound of jazz hands. What are jazz hands? Melissa, explain jazz hands to us. Oh, yeah. You take both your hands and you shake them in the air. And they make no noise. Hear them? Yeah. You know, I would be so unsettled if I gave a speech in an auditorium filled with people going. That's weird. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. Now, they do say that there are people who are triggered, you know, get anxiety attacks because of the loud noise of clapping. But that it also can be an issue for people with sensory sensitivity those with hearing aids as well. Hmm. I get it. I get it. But this is this is this is in a small way what we talk about sometimes on big issues here. I call it Yaffe and you know the term tyranny of the minority. Right? Yeah. I mean, the entire majority has to change and knuckle under because of just a few people who have a problem. I'm sorry. I never support that. Can you imagine at tonight's World Series game if the Nationals fans were not allowed to clap? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> Can you just, even imagine? Lame. You have 50,000 well, people giving you jazz hands? <laughs> Come on, it's nuts. I mean, it's really bad for us in radio because yeah. jazz hands obviously don't work. No. So what am I going to play in sound judgment now? We're just going to have jazz hands? That doesn't make any sense. No, we're not knuckling under the Brits. We beat okay, them in the, well, we beat them in the, still we, do we the applause. We beat them in the war a long time ago, and we're not playing <laughs> their game. That's that's why we fought and won. Yeah. We got our applause. independence from that nonsense we, over we there. We fought no, to clap. No wonder they're a collapsed empire and a third-rate <laughs> power. You know, I mean, they are nuts over there. You said that it was a, a sensory overload, and, and I suffer it from can that. Be. I can't walk down like the laundry soap aisle oh, of yeah. a grocery store, oh, so sure. I say we should abolish them. Yeah. Yeah, one of one of one, of, one of our precious grandkids has an issue with too much, you know, too much sound over a period of time sure. and whatever, you know, and, and, and it can be an issue. But you no know question. that going in, sure. right? You so, wear you wear the earplugs, you wear the headset, you or, avoid the or whatever. Yeah. You know, people. I mean, what what what? Where is where is the sensitivity to to blind people who, when they they would go and and, and catch a performance, oh. they would want to hear. The applause, the jazz hands don't work for them. They have no idea what's going on. That's a great point. Um, yes, it is. That's going to be a I'm war here, between great. the blind people that, and the deaf people. That's why I come by every morning. Point them in the Just right to direction. make a great point now and then. 
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Friday at 7 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a criminal probe of the Russia probe. More in one minute. A mom's turning her son into a girl, and a court's been letting her do it. How do you feel about that? We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The Justice Department is launching a criminal probe into how the Russia investigation began. Fox's Sean Langell has more from Washington. John Durham, the U.S. attorney investigating the origins of the 2016 Russian election meddling probe, can subpoena witnesses, impanel a grand jury, and file criminal charges. That's because his investigation is now a criminal inquiry. A source tells Fox News that DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz's upcoming report on claims of FBI surveillance abuses against the Trump campaign will shed light on why Durham's probe has become a criminal one. Horowitz says his report will be available to the public soon with a quote, few redactions. Top House Democrats reacting, saying the president is using the probe and DOJ as a tool for quote, political revenge. In Washington, Sean Langell, Fox News. I think a lot of high-level never-Trumpers are shaking in their boots here this morning. Maybe named Brennan, maybe named Clapper, maybe named Comey. More to come. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A towering guitar-shaped hotel is now open for business in South Florida. Rory O'Neill reports from the Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood. A tribal councilman started the dedication ceremonies with a humble prayer in the language of the Seminoles. But it didn't take long for this to kick into a party. Shake that. Guests, including Johnny Depp and Khloe Kardashian, saw the debut of what will be a nightly show of lights and music soaring 450 feet into the air. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer supports the one cent sales tax hike proposed by Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings. That puts him in opposition to the two challengers for his job. Sam Ings and Aretha Simons spoke out against the tax increase during a debate between the three candidates last night. The election will take place November 5th. Ousted Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel is now focusing on his re-election campaign. Two days after the state Senate declined to reinstate him, Jeff Bell, president of the Broward Sheriff's Deputies Association, says the union has no confidence in Israel, but he would be shocked if he was elected top cop over the other five Democratic candidates. We'll figure out who our next sheriff is going to be after the primary election. I just don't see anybody on the Republican side that's going to be the sheriff of Broward County next year. Bell says the union is not yet ready to endorse a candidate. Former Florida State star Dalvin Cook ran for the game's only touchdown just before halftime as the Vikings edged the Redskins 19-9 on Thursday night football in Minnesota. Cook had 171 total yards and said the Vikings simply ground out the win. It just shows that we know how to pull a win out. When you got a team like that that can just go out there and keep battling and keep fighting, just show you the toughness that's in the group. 
The Vikings have won four in a row and are now six and two on the season. Washington drops to one and seven. WFLA news time is 7.07. A car slams into a drunk driver running a red light, saving a couple pushing their baby in a stroller. Watch that video online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Butt-heading around Inspector Mike Gaffey and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. You be the judge in our next segment here. Is this justice or is this child abuse? As a court looks the other way and lets a mom turn her son into a girl and the dad has no say. Now, there is a positive update on this. We will bring you here in a moment. But stay tuned because we want to weigh in on this and we want to get your take on this. Um, this is, well, I'm not going to tell you how I feel right now. I'll tell you in a minute and we'll invite you to hear the rest of the story and weigh in on the phone. If you'd like priority for our callers, we'll get you right on 407-916-5400. Toll free is 866-916-5400. And on the text line 23680, standard message and data rate supply. First name in town, always welcome, but not required. Alan? But it's time to hand out some money. We want to make your wallet great again. It's our texting contest. In just moments, we'll announce the keyword of the hour. Listen for it. Text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. By the way, watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner. And listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. It's 7.09 on Good Morning Orlando, and we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Headlines out of the Space Coast now. A new report reveals that taxpayers in Brevard County are on the hook for what were supposed to be privately funded projects. The Palm Bay City Council has received copies of a state audit into the I-95 exchange, the interchange in St. John's Heritage Parkway projects, and uh, plans originally called for the developer to cover the cost of the projects. But when those projects are complete by the end of the year, it will have cost the city of Palm Bay more than $16 million dollars. Stay tuned for updates on our top stories, local, national, our headlines every 10 minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. We talk about big ticket road projects. There's nothing bigger locally than the I-4 Ultimate Project. Has it turned into a nightmare? We're talking about it from a number of angles in our 8 o'clock hour. Uh, commuters who live that nightmare every day, we will love to have you weighing in on that because you'll have more to say that means more than anything we'll have. The one crazy thing about doing this early morning shift is here is we are never in the worst of I-4 traffic. And boy, I'll tell you what, does that jack up the quality of life and make getting up at 2.30 in the morning worth it all. <laughs> at any rate, let's get on to this story out of Dallas, Texas. And we do have an update that is somewhat hopeful. But, I mean, this seems to me, and you be the judge, this seems to me to be child abuse. Uh, a jury early this week, in an 11-to-1 vote, decided to green light a mother's wishes to turn her 7-year-old boy into a girl. You know, and she's been doing that by the way she treats him, dressing him in girly outfits and, 
you know, and directing him toward toys that girls would tend to play with and shows girls would intend to watch and, and all of this, but headed apparently in the, in the direction of chemical castration and who knows what else. I mean, we have all of these crazy left-wingers out there, and this has to be a left-winger, although I don't personally know this, you know, with all this gender confusion, you know, and people in transition from one sex to the other and all of this stuff going on. But this is a seven-year-old boy by the name of... Um, James. James Younger. The dad is Jeff. The mom is Ann. Okay. Now a judge has stepped in here and said, oh, wait a minute. The dad is going to have a say. There's going to be joint conservatorship over little James, um, including the two of them having a decision on joint medical decisions for the child. So maybe this insanity can be stopped. But, I mean, I've got to tell you, the idea that a jury would would green light this, Yaffe, to me, it's child abuse. I mean, th- th- this kid, this kid apparently, when he's with dad, acts like a boy and 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 seems to rebel against the girly stuff. But when he's in the clutches of his mom, he plays ball with her, and she's trying to turn him into a girl because she thinks deep within his heart and his soul he is a girl, even though he was made by God as a boy. I was about to say, doesn't matter what he thinks deep in his soul, even if that was true, which probably isn't true. Doesn't change the fact that he is a boy and he's a kid. He's a child. I mean, when I was reading about this story, I I, I couldn't believe it. I I was literally like, what is happening to our country? You're the one who first brought it to me, and I I can tell you were passionate about it. Uh, Yeah, I've been following this thing since it started. Um, First of all, little background. The uh, the woman, the mother, is not the biological mother. Okay, the there were two. There are two boys. But she's raising the kid. She's raising both of them. There are two. They're twins, James and Jude. She's, she's turning Jude into a girl. No, she's turning James into Luna. Okay. Yeah. And she again, she's a she's a pediatrician. She touches other children. You see what I'm saying? Don't you think she should know better? Well, it's kind of scary. She's got a PhD, and and then she's doing this to her own child. Um, but they were conceived in vitro with a donor egg, so she's not actually biologically there. I don't care about that. But what I do care about, and I thought it was a good thing at first, but the joint custody, along with that, there's a gag order, which basically means the father's not going to be able to discuss anything that the mother's going right ahead and doing. So I think it's just uh, quiet, everybody. But he will be able to get relief from the court if he feels that that arrangement is being violated. At least we have a check on this now. I'd like to hope so, and I'd like to hope we're not hopelessly naive thinking that that's going to happen. It's it's unbelievable to me that a jury in Texas sided with the mother here. <laughs> I mean, if it was maybe jail, child abuse. Maybe Maine, maybe Massachusetts, maybe California, but not Texas. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I just don't get it. At three, the child played with a, a, a girl-oriented toy, so immediately she's like, oh, put him in a dress, it's a girl. I mean, the last time I wore a dress was at my mom's funeral 35 years ago, but I don't want to be a boy. Let me ask you, is this woman guilty of child abuse should she be charged as a child abuser and have this child taken from her i don't understand why this hasn't gone down that way here what is this is this is are you okay with this is this in fact child abuse as i view it and as i think yaffe and and melissa view it 
What say you at 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. This is insanity. This is outrageous to do this to a seven-year-old kid. And now the best thing we have is a check with the dad now by the late court ruling yesterday. But the emotional tug-of-war that this kid is going to be caught in the middle of it, how does he ever turn out as a normal human being and a normally functioning adult? I feel like he's been permanently damaged. I mean, I'm no medical expert, but my God, what they're putting him through here. Child abuse. What do you think? 407-916-5400. Priority for the callers. I love to talk with you. Texts are nice, but a little back and forth on the phones. Always welcome at 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Central Florida headlines updated now. A former teacher now living in Ormond Beach will serve time in prison for child porn charges. Federal prosecutors announcing that 38-year-old Jordan Schemmel was sentenced to nine years behind bars. He pleaded guilty five months ago. Schemmel used to teach at high schools in Jacksonville and in St. John's County. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Alan's joining our conversation as he gets ready for the 7.30 news update right now. And we do have a little bit of an update on this situation, this terribly tragic, I think, involving seven-year-old James Younger out of Texas here. Um, his mom's trying to turn him into a girl, and the jury green-lighted it this week. A judge has stepped in and said the dad's now going to have a say in all of this. Says that, uh, you know... I mean, it, ever since he was young, it just seemed like he really was, in his heart and soul, a girl, even though he's biologically a boy, and she was going to make the change and the transition. You know, even talking about um, chemical castration and all of this, as opposed to just having him play with dolls all the time, you know? I think uh, I support the idea that someone can choose to be what they want to be eventually. But when you're seven years old... That's a bit early to me to be making that sort of life-altering decision. I think this is child abuse. Yeah, it started at three years old, my friends. I mean, it goes it goes back. It's interesting, the reporting on this. Um, and initially, the mom says she was became convinced that there was something going on here with, with her boy because he loved the movie Frozen. Yeah, and he liked the, with the girl's and toys the and the happy And he liked the girls' talks, uh, toys and the happy meals uh-huh. and all of this stuff. Lots of boys like the movie Frozen. Yeah, this boy likes Olaf's the movie fun. Frozen. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on. Text line's on fire, bud. Yeah, some good text. Well, what do you see? One person says, I think it's seven year, at seven years old, none of the hormones have really started to give a direction of how a child would truly feel. I have a 19-year-old boy, and it's five... At five years old, his favorite color. Yeah. At five years old, his favorite color was pink, and he liked to wear my purse and play with makeup. Now that he's grown, he's 100% male. (laughs) You you got to leave these kids alone in this regard, or you're going to destroy them. Another one says it's no different than Munchausen's disease by proxy. This is child abuse. And remember, there's a twin brother there, too. There's seven-year-old Jude and James, who they're calling, or who she is calling Luna, 
Yeah, uh, but you told me she's not trying to change the other boy into a girl. No, she wants a boy and a girl twin. It's obvious what she wants. It's it. This it happened years ago in Ohio. It's it not, doesn't matter what you do to the boy right. to make him into a girl as much as you can do. The end justifies the means. It does not. This is abusive parenting. Well, next is chemical castration at the start of eight. When they start with the you know the hormones and yeah, stuff, yeah, so. I know. Yeah, now we're now they're starting to mess with his body, possibly ruin his body for the future. Yeah, the, it's the awful. Te- the texter makes a good point that your body goes through, you go through so many changes as you grow up. You know who's to say what this person eventually is going to consider themselves. Yes. And I've heard that she's a pediatrician. It's uh, There's no doubt about that. But I've heard that she's also tried to push this agenda on other parents and mm. children. This is not an anomaly. This kind of thing is out there. You know, this trend toward, uh, you know, changing one gender into another and uh, undoing God's work. And, 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 and I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, and, and to put a seven-year-old through this, you know, if it all stops right now, I feel like it's some way he'll be permanently changed and scarred, and I think it's on the mother. And I, I, I can't believe she's not being charged with child abuse. It's unbelievable. It really, really is. It's heartbreaking. But now a judge has intervened and overruled the jury, and the dad's going to have a say, maybe, we pray, that will save the day and the development of seven-year-old James Younger will be as normal as possible. We'll see. Hate to tag it with this uh, old saw, but literally, Alan, only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. What about the news? Ron DeSantis supports pay for play, and the World Series moves to D.C. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 729 on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning, bottom of the 7 o'clock hour. Glad you're with us. The Bud Man, my co-host Alan Spector, alongside me right now to get us up to date on the news. You know, Ron DeSantis got my vote for governor, but he does not get my vote on where he stands on the story Alan's about to bring us. Bud, the governor believes college athletes should be able to cash in on their talents. We get the story from Erica Rodriguez. Governor Ron DeSantis remembers the video game starring college football players. If they're going to use that, I mean, clearly, I think people should be able to benefit from it. He wants the legislature to tackle the issue in the upcoming session. Republican Representative Chip Lamarca calls the NCAA's rules unreasonable. He's sponsoring one of the two bills already proposed. This system of antiquated rules barring students from using their own name, their own image, and their own likeness limits student-athletes' ability to reach their economic potential. Florida has more than 11,000 male and female student-athletes in the 24 NCAA-governed sports. Erica Rodriguez, News Radio, WFLA Orlando. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Extra security is expected at a school in Osceola County today. Police are planning to have a more visible presence at St. Cloud High School in response to an online threat. The threat is believed to be a hoax, but officials want to be extra cautious. Police are searching for an attempted child kidnapper. They say a man tried to snatch an 11-year-old girl Sunday outside her East Orlando apartment complex, but she got away. The girl says the suspect was driving a white SUV when he approached her and a younger sister with an offer of money and a toy. He then grabbed the victim and asked for a kiss. Several wildfires are blazing out of control in California. In Northern California, the Kincaid Fire in Sonoma County is now at 16,000 acres and is only 5% contained. 
Thousands are evacuating. If you do leave an area, there shouldn't be people in the area, but if they do leave, they are not going to be allowed access back in. That word from the California Highway Patrol. The World Series moves to the nation's capital for Game 3 tonight. The Washington Nationals come home two wins away from being world champions in their first ever fall classic, and manager Dave Martinez is proud of his team for withstanding the roller coaster year they've had. It's been exciting. I mean, this year, as you know, has been um, had our downs. But we're, we're upbeat. The Houston Astros challenging two games to none, crushed at the plate in game two, 12 to three. They're hoping to right the ship on the road. Manager A.J. Hinch. You know, I just think we got to be better across the board and, and putting more pressure on them and maybe separating ourselves a little bit. And the Astros give Zach Granke the game three start on the mound against Anibal Sanchez for the Nationals. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. What do you think, Alan? Sweep? Could be. And if that happens, President Trump is going to miss out on his chance to see a World Series game because he's scheduled to go to Game 5, which is Sunday. And if they play Game 5, the president will be there. Yeah, and I, there's no word if he's going to throw out the first pitch. If we'll he, have to see. If he does, I'm curious to see if he'll duplicate Simone Biles' feet in Game 2. The flip and the twist. Did a backflip and then do the, did the first pitch. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. I, I want to see Donald Trump do that. <laughs> Elsewhere. There's a big bounty for Darth Vader's bounty hunter. A rare Star Wars action figure is set to go on the auction block next month, and it could set a world record. Hakes Auctions is accepting bids on a 1979 Boba Fett rocket-firing prototype that could take in as much as $500,000. This was a toy that came out in 79 yes. associated with Star Wars when it had the first movie had just come out a few years yeah, earlier. Yeah, Boba Fett, who was the uh, bounty hunter hired by Darth Vader to catch Han Solo. Yeah. And this is a rocket-firing toy, and... Uh, as many as 100 of these were shipped to Kenner Toys from the Hong Kong manufacturer, but only 25 of the figures reportedly have survived. Now, the current record for an auction Star Wars figure is more than $112,000. They're talking a half million, perhaps, for this one. The auction is set to close November 7th. Amazing. Mm -hmm. A Canadian grocery chain is trying out a new high-tech shopping cart that lets customers skip the checkout line. Sobeys introduced its new smart carts yesterday at a pilot location. Each cart has a built-in barcode scanner that allows customers to complete their transaction on the spot. The cart can even weigh and price items such as produce. Sobeys officials say eventually the carts will be able to virtually identify items through the use of high-resolution cameras. It sounds like something could become standard. Yeah, I wouldn't future. be surprised. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Fine. There, there, there goes your second life as a checkout girl there, Melissa. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Got to rethink that quickly. Finally, he's been known as Puffy, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, and Diddy. And now the rapper and producer is changing his name again. TMZ reports that Sean John Combs filed paperwork in Los Angeles to legally change his name to Sean Love Combs. No word on whether the move will lead to a name change for his Sean John apparel line. Now, he hasn't said what's behind this, but back in 2017, he did joke about changing his name to Brother Love. 
Is there a limit on name changes? You just keep on doing I that guess. as many times as you want? No, no, no bucks limit. A pop. Yeah, it looks all. like Diddy's available, Bud. I, so, uh, you know, <laughs> Bud Diddy Hedinger. Oh, yes. It just seemed like it was getting shorter. I thought maybe it was just going to be Did. <laughs> did. Yeah. <laughs> D. Yeah. <laughs> find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. All right, Alan, thanks a lot. You know, in our sound judgment game, we're always looking for great prizes. We got one right now, particularly for the most patriotic audience in talk radio, and that is advanced screening tickets to the movie Midway about the battle in the Pacific that was the turning point for the U.S. against the Japanese in World War II. This thing looks phenomenal. With all the special effects and uh, and and movie technology, a remake of the of the classic from the '70s with Charlton Heston, it is Midway, and we've got four advanced screening tickets to see this film in a theater before everybody else gets to see it. If you want to win, you got to get on the phone. If you haven't won in 30 days, you're eligible. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. If the movie tickets aren't for you, give them away to a family member, or a friend, a co-worker. They will love you for it. 407-916-5400. And we have the toll-free still open at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment. After a quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, stick around. We'll be right back after two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now in the race for president. Democratic presidential candidate and Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard says she is not going to run for another term in the House out of Hawaii. Instead, um, the Hawaiian lawmaker wants to focus her energy, she says, on trying to win the nomination and challenge President Trump to win the White House. Gabbard is currently polling at about 3% in a recent Iowa Democratic caucus poll. Of course, that's the first state where the votes are cast in early February. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories, and we keep it up for you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Sound judgment contestants are all lined up. By the way, if you're trying to get in, a wrong answer to our question will open a line, and you'll be able to grab it if you're quicker than everybody else at 407 916-5400. But what about that prize that got the phones lit up in about five seconds? Well, it's a four-pack to a sneak preview of Midway, Monday, November 4th. They're going to release it in theaters on Veterans Day weekend. Midway offers something for everyone but historical heroes, American families holding down the home front, and well-choreographed action scenes and explosions that will literally have you guessing what's real and what is VFX. And whoever wins this prize, I expect a full review. Use your sound judgment. Let's go. We're playing the game right now. Did you notice that the huge field of Democrats running for president just shrunk by one? If so, you could be today's sound judgment winner. Listen to some sound of this man ending his presidential bid Thursday, then use your sound judgment to give me his first and last name. I'm announcing today that I am withdrawing from the presidential campaign. After seven long months of hard work, I'll be returning home to my family and friends and community in Ohio to run for re-election for my congressional seat. Yeah, another one of those one percenters. 
You know, we're not talking about high income. We're talking about polling numbers, and he is out. Man, he needs to calm down. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was really, he was really was out of control. Is that in his basement? It's, <laughs> I'm sitting on the toilet. It's, I'm just going to quit. It did. It, 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 it sounded like he was in the can or something. A lot something. of reverb there. <laughs> All right, close the shower. That'll make it fit. Yeah. All right, let's see if we can find a winner. First and last name of the guy who just pulled out of the race. You heard him yesterday. Who is that? Bingo, gone. Open line, grab it. 407-916-5400. Line two, who is that? Jim Ryan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jazz hands. Yeah, there we go. Welcome aboard. Congratulations. You're our sound judgment winner. Thank you. Glad you do a great job. Well, we're working on it here. I'm glad you enjoy your time on the 50,000-watt front porch with the Bud Man, Alan Yaffe, and Melissa. And um, nice to have you on board. If you give me your first name, I'll write you a note of congratulations. Joe. Thank jo- you, Bud. Which Joe? I got a bunch of regulars who are Joe. From what town? Coco. I've been here before with you. Yeah. Good oh, deal. Coco Joe. Coco Joe. I like the sound of that. You're going to Midway, and you got it figured out who's going along with you? Oh, I'll take my wife and hopefully my daughter and son-in-law. Sounds like a winning combination. Great to have you with us, Joe. How about I put you on hold for a moment and you work it out with Melissa, okay? Thank you so much, bud. Thank you. Thanks for being a part of our show here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Tim Ryan, we hardly knew ye. Coco Joe, we love you, man. Awesome. Rush with a morning update. Dead ahead after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again. And that happens in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. On a fabulous-looking Friday morning, we greet you at the top of the 8 o'clock hour with an update on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540, I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the DOJ Russia probe turns criminal more in one minute. And as the I-4 Ultimate Project... Become the ultimate nightmare next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The Justice Department is opening a criminal investigation into the probe of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. From Washington, Fox's Griff Jenkins explains. This is a major development with significant implications. A criminal inquiry into how the Russia probe began means that John Durham, the U.S. attorney, that's investigating the origins of the Russia probe, now has the power to subpoena witnesses, impanel a grand jury, and file criminal charges. Democrats Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, and Jerry Nadler, who heads the House Judiciary Committee, called the reports of the criminal investigation troubling. They say they're concerned that the Justice Department has become a vehicle for President Trump's political revenge. And there's a a lot of thinking afoot here, and we talked about it. It was our first hot topic this morning at 6, that a lot of top-flight Democrats are going to be in some trouble here before all of this comes to light. It's a big emerging story. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The ousted Broward County Sheriff is concentrating on his re-election campaign 
two days after the state Senate declined to reinstate him. The Broward Sheriff's Deputies Association already took a no-confidence vote on Scott Israel, but President Jeff Bell says he wouldn't be surprised if he was elected top cop over the five lesser-known Democratic candidates. You have to have the name recognition, the backing, the ground movement, and the money behind it. And uh, every day that you lose now, it's crunch time. I mean, if you're not in the game now, it's you're getting to be too late. He says the union won't endorse a candidate until next year. Members think current Sheriff Gregory Tony is doing a fairly good job, but he does not think a Republican can win. Wendy Grossman, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. A teenager is hurt after a shooting at a CVS in Orange County. It happened last night in a store on Curry Ford Road. The 19-year-old victim is expected to survive. No arrest has been announced. There's no word on a motive. In South Florida last night, it was a star-studded moment when Johnny Depp, Jeremy Priven, Chloe Kardashian smashed guitars to set off a pyrotechnic display that opened the spectacular new Guitar Hotel at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Five, four, three, two, one, smash! The Hard Rock debuted the light and music show that will take place every night at sunset on the 450-foot guitar-shaped hotel. The party continues tonight when Maroon 5 christens the new Hard Rock Live concert venue. And it was a low-scoring affair on Thursday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings close in on the NFC North lead. Third down and goal. They give it to Cook. And he got there. Touchdown. Joe Buck on Fox. Dalvin Cook with a four-yard touchdown at the end of the first half. He would finish with 171 total yards. Dan Bailey would add four field goals as the Vikings top the Washington Redskins 19-9 and go to 6-2 and two on the season, sitting a half a game out of first place in the NFC North. For the Redskins, they would lose Case Keenum in this game to a concussion. Dwayne Haskins Jr. entering for him, while Adrian Peterson would surpass Jerome Bettis for sixth on the all-time rushing list in the NFL. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 8.06. A hunter gets killed by the deer he just shot. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. What? Karma. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Did I hear you right, Alan? The deer, the guy shot, wound up killing him? Yeah. He didn't shoot him enough. Wow. I can't even imagine. I think a deer is being timid. You know, I mean, I can't even imagine in a situation like that. But well, the deer got him. How would you feel if somebody just shot you? Not happy. Yeah, man, no. was for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz, that's crazy. What a story. Anyway, Alan, my co-host here, bringing us the news, weighing in on the hot topics of the hour. Yaffe in the control room, our executive producer, and Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox, will be taking your phone calls. If, if you drive I-4 through the heart of Orlando, you know, and you have to commute on the I-4 ultimate project that is unfolding before our very eyes, it's a six-year, 21-mile redo here. It's going to include new uh, variable toll lanes in the middle, um, and it's unbelievable. They keep on changing lanes. They're building bridges, ramps, all kinds of things are going on right now. Um, I've got some new information about how the project is going, but we'd like to know how you think it is going. If you had to give um, the I-4 Ultimate Project a grade, 
uh, just like a school grade from A to F or zero, what, how would you grade it and why? What, what is your take on the I-4 Ultimate Project? I mean, it's amazing they're able to keep the road open with all they are doing simultaneously. No doubt about that. In a way, that's an engineering marvel, but certainly not without its travel nightmares. What's your experience on the I-4 Ultimate Project? What grade would you give it? And um, what are the problems, if any, that you experience with it? 407-916-5400. We'll, uh, we'll take your calls and we'll have the backdrop of some brand new information that is out on the I-4 Ultimate Project and whether or not it has become Central Florida's ultimate transportation nightmare. Okay? 407-916-5400. And on the toll-free, 23680, where first name and town are welcome and where... Steve gives the Trump train song two thumbs up. Somebody else says, love it, Johnny Cash. Alan? Up next, more of the Trump train. But first, your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again with our texting contest. We're just about to announce the keyword of the hour. It'll come up in seconds when you hear a text. It's 200-200, and you could be winning $1,000. And watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. 810 on Good Morning Orlando, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. Headlining a health update now on former President Jimmy Carter, the oldest president in American history at age 95, took another fall his third in recent months, fractured his pelvis, now out of a hospital in uh, Georgia, uh, released after injuring himself at a fall at his home earlier this week. The Carter Center tweeting that Carter is looking forward to recuperating at home. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. We do it all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Kevin Spear of the Orlando Sentinel did a nice and, and exhaustive piece on the I-4 Ultimate project. Headlining um, The headline is I-4 Ultimate Delays, Overruns, and Deaths Plaguing the Project Here. And uh, he points out that the, the delays have gotten to the point this thing, you know, is a six-year project supposed to go from like 2015 to 2021. It doesn't look like it's going to be done in 2021 because it now is 271 days behind where it is supposed to be. Do the math. That's nine months. So there's a nine-month delay there. And um, people who drive here and got hit by pieces of concrete and all kinds of things and run-ins with construction materials and all of this, uh, claims for damages to vehicles and property now exceed 1,000, and nearly three-quarters of them have so far gotten no payment here because the Sentinel found the builder, SGL, often imposes an unattainable standard of proof. Kind of your word against theirs as to whether it happened on the I-4 Ultimate Project and they had anything to do with it. This thing is budgeted for $2.3 million, but the piece points out when you throw in all the financing costs of all of this, it's going to be a $7 trillion project. And also part of the deal, and I don't think this is widely known, the Florida Department of Transportation, according to the piece in the Sentinel, is scheduled to start diverting millions of dollars each year from state road projects in Orange, Seminole, and Osceola counties 
to help pay for the I-4 Ultimate project. So desperately needed road projects are not going to occur when they are supposed to because the resources are going to the I-4 Ultimate project. Has it become an ultimate nightmare for you? How would you grade the way it is going now that we are about halfway into this amazing project? A, B, C, D, F, 0, 407, 916, 5400, text line 23680. Also, five lives have been lost here, and that's a real outlier compared to other major road projects in the state of Florida, you know, where they've been able to get by with zero deaths in many, many cases. I know it's massive, it's unprecedented, but we've lost five people here, you know, and they're never coming back. What are your thoughts on the I-4 Ultimate Project? Yaffe, the blessing for you and me is we can get to and from work without having to drive it, and we're never driving during the main commuting hours here, although you may be in the afternoon uh, if you use I-4. No, um, I don't use I-4. PM PM Orlando. Uh, What about it, Melissa? You (laughs) drive it, and and, and sometimes you just feel like you're taking your life into your hands. Yeah, I literally take my life in my hands daily coming here to work. I get on sometimes at the Longwood on-ramp and go two exits down to Maitland, and any given day— there's poorly marked detours, scattered orange cones, little distinction as to where the new lane really is. And if I'm on I-4, if it's wet, the water pools. Last Saturday, it was raining really bad, and I hydroplaned no less than four times going under 40 miles an hour between 436 and Lee Road. Which no is, kidding. Yeah. How about getting some new tires with a little tread on them? Nope. Good, <laughs> I have new ti- I have good tires <laughs> really? on my Jeep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that is scary. The lane changes, even in broad daylight. I find really, really challenging and Mm -hmm. daunting at times. And it's really scary when you got a big truck trying to figure out how to get through the lane change that wasn't there yesterday, and you're right alongside them or sandwiched in between a couple of them. It's hard for me to complain, though, because it's going to be very nice when it's done. And it really needed to be done. I mean, there were so many problems on a lot of the intersections. The 408 and I-4... 436 and I-4, that's going to be much better when that's done. Let me say, for its imperfections and inconveniences and the nightmare that it may be for some of our listeners, it's an astounding project that they've been able to keep this thoroughfare, this main traffic artery through this big, growing city open the entire time while they're redoing it. I mean, it is, from that sense, it's an astounding engineering achievement, and I salute the people out there with the design and the work they're doing. You know, but it's an almost impossible thing here, and it's been hard on a lot of people. And now, as we say, they're they're behind, and um, ultimately this thing is going to cost a lot more than anybody told us. So I want your take, particularly if you have firsthand experience on the I-4 Ultimate Project. How do you grade it? A, B, C, D, F, zero? How are they doing out there? And, um, and, and what are the problems? What's the good news? What's the bad news about the I-4 Ultimate Project? You're out there among them. Love to get your take. Priority for the callers. Ed and Mike stay on the line. I'll come to you first. Texters welcome as well. 407-916-5400 on the phone or the toll-free 866-916-5400. And, of course, on the text line, first name in town, welcome to 36801. An update now for you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Stick around. It's in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando.
Headlines now. Democratic presidential candidate has plans to legalize marijuana if he secures the White House. Bernie Sanders released a plan that includes signing an executive order that no longer classifies the drug as a controlled substance. Sanders would work to ensure, he says, that big tobacco companies don't monopolize the marijuana industry. Stay tuned for updates here on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando every 10 minutes. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Your take on the I-4 Ultimate Project. With all its problems, how do you grade it? A, B, C, D, F, zero. Edward, good morning from Orlando. What about it, Edward? Edward would give it a B as in Biden. Okay. What about it? What's it like to, to ride the I-4 Ultimate Project as we're about halfway in? I rode it for three years straight, and whenever it was bad, I, bad, well, get back to what you wanted to know. You have to realize it's not just a contractor. You have drivers out there that still think they can drive 80, 90 miles an hour through downtown and through the construction and all that. You can't do it. But what you can do is, like I do and many do, just head on out the east-west of the 417, and if you're going up to Lake Mary or that, take the 417 up, and in the evening it may be clear, but the I-4 may be clear coming back. Take the 417, and you don't have any problems. You get down beyond the... Uh, Except for one, Edward. you got to come out of pocket and have money or have a sun pass or an easy pass. So it costs a bunch of money to do that little detour. Well, it may cost a bunch of money, but, hey, you're, you're there and you're their state. You know, you can only do so much the contractor and the state. It's a lot to do with the drivers, too, so just don't put the f- point the finger at the contractor and the state representative. All right. Thank you, Edward. And, and talking about a lot of money, the variable tolls here <sighs> are going to be very, very expensive mm-hmm. here. You know, convenience has its price, yes. you know, and that, that's, that's definitely going to be true with those new toll lanes. You know, I was thinking, though, I-4 wasn't that great before. There were still a lot of problems on the road before the construction project, so. No question. Here's Mike. You're in St. Cloud. Welcome in from Osceola County. What about the I-4 project? Hey, I'm going to give you a curveball and give it an A++ because it's exactly what I expected. A complete mess, a boondoggle, cost overruns. And, Bud, I actually believed you when you said $7 trillion because that's what I expect from our government (laughs) or from our buddy and your buddy. And this is exactly what I expect, a royal disaster. So so if you go in with the mindset that it's going to be a disaster, the whole thing doesn't bother you so much, right? A A plus plus. It's like when a four-year-old says they didn't eat the cookie and yet you see the chocolate around their lips. You know they're lying to you. If they say two days, bud, you know it's 20 days. If they say two million, I expect two Billion. Got it. Okay, I like that. You see, when you have the low expectations, Yaffe, you're not going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's man. how I live my life. You know, and, and <laughs> you know, he's just sailing right along. Mike, like, he's having a good time. Our first caller was right, though. When you go through the, uh, a lot of the areas, especially through downtown, you can't be flying through there because the, the it's not level and it's very scary. Yeah, people just will not back off the gas. They will not make that concession, and Mm-mm. it does make it scary. I agree. A lot of textures weighing in with a grade for the I four ultimate project. Yeah, one person says, I give it a 3 out of 10. Yes, they are able to keep the road open, but it is a traffic nightmare and overall hot mess. They say six years, but maybe in 20 years we'll see it completed. That was Monica from Orlando. Another one says, a big fat D. Why the heck do they need to have the entire thing under construction at the same time? Well, let, me, let, me, let me give you the answer to Please. that. It would have taken 30 miles. years. Mm-hmm. It would have taken 30 years, they said, if they had to just move their way from, say, the north end at Longwood 
all the way down and just progressively work on it. It would take 30 years, they projected, to get this done. It's supposedly going to be done in six. Looks to me like it'll slide into the seventh year as they are already nine months behind. You also mentioned something this texture says, not happy about the three cracked windshields from rocks. I have one too, but I wouldn't even bother to file because you can't prove it. That's the problem. Yeah. The builder says, you know, you, I don't know where that happened. Yeah, and you, you really can't prove it. I mean, where did that rock could have gotten kicked up? Or what that, are you going to do? Yeah. All of a sudden slam on the brakes, pull over into a shoulder that Take doesn't exist because of all the barriers and start taking photos? Uh, not today. <laughs> That'll be the last thing you do on this earth. How would you grade the I-4 Ultimate Project? I mean, you and I have raved about it as an engineering feat. Mm-hmm. But the delays, the cost overruns, the lane changes, all of this. I give it an E for excitement. Because you never know <laughs> what you're going to get once you pull onto I-4. Just when you get used to the, the lane changes yeah. that they've made, yeah. they make new lane changes. Yeah, sure. It is exciting. You just never know yeah. what's coming next, right? Variety is the spice of life, bud. Oh, man, oh, man. Every morning coming in, which way am I going to work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets that way. You know, we got a text that just came in, though. It says, everyone complains but offers no better solutions. There was no other solution. Right, that's what I think. I still like the uh, person that said, give it a C grade, but I want to see the Hot Wheels loop on I-4. Oh, with the toy cars? Yeah. We Woo! do need one of those. That would be a hoot. I would ride it. <laughs> Even more exciting than Alan. I love the excitement. Bottom of the hour, it's your turn, my friend. At 8.30, what's in the news? The search continues for a missing Osceola County woman, and the Houston Astros deal with off-the-field controversy during the World Series. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Bottom of the hour, Bud Heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Be thinking about your job and what determines whether you're happy in your job or not. We'll be talking about it with a backdrop of a new Gallup poll here in a moment, but Alan, on a very serious note, um, here in Central Florida, we have a woman mystery, we have a woman missing, and we have a mystery. We do, bud. The search for a missing Osceola County woman is focused on the home of her estranged husband. 35-year-old Nicole Montalvo of St. Cloud was last seen Monday when she dropped off her son at his father's house on Hickson Avenue. Investigators have been at the home looking for clues into Montalvo's disappearance they say her husband is not cooperating, but he has not been named a suspect in her disappearance. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Volusia County boy is facing troubling charges. The 12-year-old was arrested this week for allegedly pointing a loaded gun at a group of children in Daytona Beach. Police responding to the scene found the gun under a dumpster near the John H. Dickerson Community Center. The gun had been reported stolen days earlier. Governor Ron DeSantis is coming out in support of the pay-to-play movement. At the end of the day, it's about fairness. Um, Student-athletes should not be treated worse than anybody else. DeSantis says he's in favor of bills that would allow college athletes in Florida to be compensated for the use of their name, image, and likeness, just as professional athletes are. As the World Series continues, one of the contending teams is making news off the field. Houston Astros general manager Jeff Leno confirming the firing of assistant GM Brandon Taubman yesterday, two days after a Sports Illustrated report accusing him of repeatedly yelling toward a group of female reporters about closer Roberto Osuna, who was suspended for 75 games last year for violating MLB's domestic violence policy. Leno apologizing for Taubman's actions as well as an initial statement from the team calling the SI report misleading. Regardless of who wrote it, 
and who approved it. It was wrong. It was incorrect. It should never have been sent out. We've learned a lesson about it. Sports Illustrated reported that the AL Pennant Clubhouse incident was not Taubman's first such time directing those comments towards reporters. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And this comes as the Astros get ready for Game 3 of the World Series tonight in Washington, D.C. They trail the Nationals two games to none. Elsewhere. You know, Halloween isn't even here yet, but... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. It is beginning to look a lot like that on TV. Beginning today, the Lifetime Network starts Christmas-only programming. The network will air only Christmas and holiday-themed movies around the clock up until December 25th. The network says it has added... 30 original Christmas premieres to its lineup this year, and Lifetime is not alone in its Christmas craze. Today, the Hallmark Channel kicks off its annual Countdown to Christmas 24-7 Marathon. I'm not going to see my wife for two months. Yeah, especially with that Facts <laughs> of Life reunion that's going on on Lifetime. The only thing I'm wondering is, are there any Hallmark Christmas movies left that don't have Laurie Lachlan in them? Yeah, that's a good might question. Might be a few. Mm-hmm. Might be a few. Good stuff. I mean, it's two months from today christmas yeah but halloween is coming up and it looks like that holiday is going to the dogs this year 29 million people are expected to dress up their pets next week that comes out to about a half billion dollars spent on costumes that number is double what it was back in 2010 a list by the national retail federation shows pumpkin costumes are the most popular for pets followed by a hot dog outfit as for total spending, including two-legged costumes, that comes out to a record $9 billion this Halloween. What about a Yaffe? Spiro the cat. You dress in Spiro no, up? No, 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 Spiro would never put up with uh, that. Where, where do you even get a costume? Do you have to go to yeesh. a pet store for that? Oh, yeah, they have tons of different things. Oh, they're all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got sports teams for my dogs. I've got little bow ties. It's animal them. abuse. Wow. No, it's not. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Ask the animals. <laughs> They don't mind. If they, they ran not, away, I wouldn't put it on them. They might not be as into it as you think they are. Mm. They're going to get you. Mm-hmm. Finally, as the Washington Nationals host the Houston Astros in Game 3 of the World Series tonight, there's a good chance you'll hear this song. No. Uh-huh. I told you not to, and you did it. Yep. Baby Shark and its connection to the Nationals began with player Gerardo Pera, who made it his walk-up song in June as the team started their remarkable comeback. And now joining in on the fun, the great organ of the Washington National Cathedral. No doubt the church is all in supporting the Nationals' World Series run, says Cathedral spokesman Kevin Ekstrom. This is who we are. This is our home team, and we are rooting with the best of them. Blasphemy! (laughs) I think that's fun. That is amazing how you can make that dinky little annoying tune sound so great. Yeah. What? You think this sounds think great? Sounds it does sound. It's majestic. <laughs> I like it's like it. echoey. I think they kind of no. laid off of the sustain pedal a little. That's what I was thinking. It just Let's, all jumbles together. Let's right. have church, man. That mm-hmm. sounds great. Oof. Even God's annoyed. Right? 
Find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. I'm going to save that for the end of the show. We ought to go out with that. I was thinking oh, about the Trump uh, train theme we I, just I, created. I, but I prefer that. Man, I'll tell you, that is awesome. She's <laughs> too darn busy. Woo! I am fired up. <laughs> the yeah. new poll out. Go Nets! Says an awful lot of Americans aren't happy in their job. What does it take to make you happy in a job? What are the priorities? What goes into making you either feel you got a good job or a bad job? Paycheck is a given. What about the other things? What are the most important to you? I've been thinking about that. I'll give you the Gallup poll results here, and we'll all weigh in together. 407-916-5400. Join the conversation. And on our text line, 23680, standard message and data rates apply. And we have uh, the welcome mat out for your first name and your town, if you'd like to include that. So... um, what do you hear these results? A little discouraging because it's a great time to be a worker. Unemployment is down. Wages are up under Trump. And yet we got a lot of people who just think they've got a stinking rotten job. What about you? And what does it take to make you happy on the job? Let's talk after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic again. That happens quickly in just two minutes on the Friday edition of News Radio WFLA Orlando's Good Morning Orlando. It is joining us as headline from the Middle East. The U.S. is reportedly planning to send tanks to protect oil fields in Syria. This from Newsweek reporting the Pentagon is looking to deploy part of an armored unit in the eastern part of that country. It would include as many as 30 of our Abrams tanks. President Trump recently announced, of course, he was withdrawing American troops from Syria. But this week said a small number would stay in the region. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised to you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Workers are in the driver's seat of the Trump economy right now. I mean, wages are up and unemployment is at a 50-year-plus low it's interesting, though, the new Gallup poll shows only 40% of American workers say they really have good jobs. 40%, that's it. 44% say they have mediocre jobs. 16% say they are in bad jobs. They, they ask people to rate their jobs on pay, job security, opportunity for advancement, benefits, stability, and dignity, combined with factors to create an index of job satisfaction. I'll tell you what's important to, to me on the job, and I've had a lot of them over the years, what makes me happy, of course, income is a factor for everybody, no doubt about it, but workplace vibes, how well do you get along? What's it feel like when you're at work? Do you feel the heavy hand of the boss, the management, or whatever or not? Do you have freedom in the workplace? I have amazing autonomy here. That's important to me. You know, I'm pretty much, and I get some input from from the great staff we have here, Yaffe and Alan and Melissa, but I'm, I'm, I get the sole call on, on three hours of radio, and I put it out there, and nobody's looking over my shoulder telling me to do it another way. That is extraordinary. I never take that for granted. And job security, knowing the job's going to be there tomorrow. You know, I've had the rug pulled out from under me a couple of times back in my TV life, but you don't have that feeling. At least I don't hear with our team at WFLA. Those things are important to me. What about you guys in terms of 
what it takes to make you happy on the job, you know, beyond the paycheck, which I think is a common denominator for everybody? Um, well, the people you work with, I think, makes a huge difference. And uh, that, that's something you talked about, having good vibes. Uh, I think, yeah, makes a big difference. Something, Also something that's interesting, not boring, you know. I have worked in snake pits before, and I just never take it for granted right. how comfortable we all are with each other and how good the work environment is here. It makes this job, that's a tough job in many ways, I think. There's a lot involved in it for all of us, uh, much more pleasant than it could ever have been otherwise. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just like acknowledgement for a job well done or for going beyond the required I think having a good superior or boss is awesome. And myself, I like the fact that I'm left to my own devices. Once I know what I'm supposed to do, I'm not micromanaged. Oh, and free food. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> Donald in Orlando, you like your job, huh? Tell us why. Hello, Don. Um, I was an insurance adjuster. Yeah. And, and we are um, we're on the road most of the time, and we have to talk to Morgan and Morgan. And um, I had a company car, which we could use. And you like that. That's great. Terrific. How about you, Lisa? You love your job? Yes, I do. Um, uh, it sounds crazy, but I work for the government, and you probably don't hear that very often. <laughs> what do you like about it? Um, I'm a graphic designer, and I work uh, now in communications for, um, and primarily for Jerry Demings and his office. And I really um, just have, we have a great team there. And I have a wonderful boss, probably the best boss I've had in 17 years of working there, and that just makes all the difference. Give Jerry my regards and tell him to back off on the sales tax hike, will you, Lisa? Uh, okay, I will. <laughs> all right, thank you. Appreciate it. You love your job? Call us and tell us why. Tell us what you do. 407-916-5400. We'll get the textures involved. We'll get to all of it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic a final time here in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, President Trump planning to watch Game 5 of the World Series in person. If there is one, he'll attend Sunday's game in D.C. If the Houston Astros win one of the next two games, they are playing the Washington Nationals, who are trying for the first World Series title. The Nats lead that series 2-0 with Game 3 tonight in the nation's capital. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. And we're talking about happiness or lack of it on the job. And I'd have to say, Bud, given the fact that my bosses may be listening this morning, yeah. I'd just like to say, why, yes, I'm very happy at my job. <laughs> you, you got give me the paper now so I can read it. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's go to the phones. Ron in Coco, do you like your job? I love my job. I'm a self-employed process server, and I've been doing it for 27 years, and I got a great boss. Wow, I like your attitude. I can't imagine doing that job because you're 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 issuing a summons. People must hate that. Well, you know what? You get what you give in most cases. Aha, they deserve it, huh? Uh, okay. Let's go to Bill in Longwood. Bill, you like your job? I sure do. What do you do? Uh, we build playgrounds and recreational sites for folks all over Florida. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's good. I like that. What do you like about it? It's just wonderful uh, doing something positive for the communities, uh, giving kids a place to exercise and get away from some of the games and such. And, uh, 
it's uh, it's just a great, great, great product, and we just love being able to do that. All right, that's awesome, Bill. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Robert in Oviedo. Robert, how do you feel about your job? Hey, good morning. Love it. I remodel houses, make people happy. Go in there and turn an old space into something beautiful. And through the years, oh, yeah. I've had a chance to do work for um, Tiger Woods, uh, Brian Dawkins from the Eagles, wow. um, Tim Raines from the Yankees. John golfers John Cook, Lee Jansen. Yeah, I don't want to drop names or anything, but I love my job. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff, Robert, on the text line. It is on fire. I was about to say, are any of these places hiring? Everybody just loves their job on the phones. And, and Robert, can I meet Tim Raines, please? (laughs) I met Um, Tiger. One person says, uh, I work in Maitland, major corporate office. People that are not happy find ways to manipulate their situation to benefit themselves, knowing jobs are out there to be had. They can take up to six months with upwards of 85% pay on made-up disabilities, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, not all, but this all due to spoiled millennials. That's what she said. Uh, the social culture of today makes work painful, someone says, and difficult. That's why satisfaction is not good. Yaffe, you're going to be back on tonight, your getaway show for your vacation next week and PM Orlando 5 to 6. Yeah, we will cover local and national breaking news tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. as usual on PM Orlando. All right, beautiful. I'm going to go see that current war movie that's out right now. Yeah, you better. It's, I think it, you've got about five hours and it'll be out of the theaters. Oh, stop. Uh, I think it looks good. I want to see it. Then I'm going to watch the World Series. I feel a national sweep coming on. Anyway, from all of us here, have a great weekend. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.